Welcome to Move Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Clapson. The aim of this podcast is to explore, learn, and spread the message of rewilding and natural movement so that we as humans can live in more alignment with our nature and reclaim what it means to be fully alive. The modern world has stripped away so much that used to nourish our mind, body, and soul. This podcast will help illuminate how we can reclaim and restore our innate, wild, capable, and strong spirit. Thanks for joining me on this journey. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Move Wild Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's solo episode. So for those of you who are new to listening to the show, Fridays are the solo episodes where I just share my thoughts from throughout the week and from some of the conversations that I've been having. And Tuesdays are the shows that I release of conversations and interviews with guests on topics such as rewilding, hunting, fishing, natural movement, anthropology, archaeology, trying to answer the question of kind of how we as humans fit into this ecosystem and the natural world and how we can optimize our health. And a lot of my views come from an ancestral kind of lens. So that's my synopsis of the show for those of you who are new to it. Um, And for those of you who are not, welcome back. So today's episode, I wanted to kind of share and yeah, share my thoughts on uh, humans and their place in nature and kind of inspired by the conversation that I just recorded and that came out last Tuesday or this Tuesday this week um, with Nick from Norfolk Wild. Uh, And what I wanted to kind of share is just how important, and we kind of touched on this in the conversation, but really how important I think fishing and hunting are as practices to reconnect humans with the natural world. Uh, And the reason, you know, that, that I think this is such an important point to touch on is because you know, fishing fishing and hunting has been within the last couple, probably hundred years, really something that has become less and less common for us to practice as humans and it's become less common for it to be passed down generation to generation and there's not many people, obviously there's there's still quite a few, but there's not as many people as there used to be holding that kind of wisdom and knowledge of how to hunt how to fish and even how to gather from the land and how to sustain ourselves from the land and in that loss of knowledge and connection through those means we've also lost yeah connection and understanding of the environment and we've lost connection to place because when we no longer have to or when we no longer choose to fish or hunt or sustain ourselves food wise from the environment that we're in we no longer have to be connected to that land we no longer have to understand the cycles and systems and the way that that land or that environment works in order for us to kind of reconnect with yeah in order for us to get food because food is in in you know for most people it's created or cultivated and grown and raised in an environment that we have no connection with. You know, we might eat meat from a farm that we don't really know the environment, so we don't really have to know what's optimal in order for the cows to be healthy and in order for us to be able to harvest those cows. We don't really know what's, you know, where 
or what environment the 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 different vegetables or plants or fruits that we're eating were grown in or harvested from and therefore there's not really a need for connection to that environment and just understanding you know why we would want to cultivate and connect with that environment because the reason that I kind of wanted to touch on this is because you know the the nature connection world um, and the world of rewilding to a greater or lesser extent is um, to you know for different people is different obviously but there's there's not as much emphasis for some for some groups as I see as there should be I believe on these practices like hunting fishing and gathering which are the core kind of fundamental practices of all hunter gatherers and that's you know why that name is used to refer to the universal indigenous groups around the world it's named after their practices of hunting and gathering and you know, there's there's many practices within the nature connection world that I really uh, think are valuable, and in, you know, even you could extend this out to natural movement. Natural movement is valuable, and sit spotting or whatever it is, or bird language, they're all valuable, but they're all valuable within the context of hunting and fishing, um, and they all serve hunting and fishing in indigenous cultures. There's no, um, from my understanding and awareness anyway, there's no culture or society that practices natural movement or you know sit spotting or bird or the understanding of bird language or the understanding of seasons rhythms and cycles of nature without having it in the context of some sort of acquisition of food or some sort of sustenance of life whether that be you know a shelter or whether that be food harvesting or whether that be you know whatever it is um whatever they are doing as a culture or as a society um it doesn't it's not decontextualized from you know the acquisition of food or the or the the cultivation or the perpetuation of life um so when we try and decontextualize the, those things such as natural movement um from the context of hunting and fishing we kind of get a skewed view of it and we kind of get this skewed understanding of you know fitness and we get this skewed understanding of capability and we get this skewed understanding of how we should move and i th- i think um that the more that we can contextualize things and the more that we can bring things into integration rather than disintegration rather than compartmentalizing things rather than doing our movement here and then you know, getting our food here and then, um, you know, spending time with community here. And I've talked about this a lot before, but the, the whole idea of integration is a really important one for human health. But so the more we can recontextualize practices such as natural movement into a hunting context and, and even just into a natural context, because a lot of people's fitness um, kind of still is, is, you know, in the context of a gym, which is an extremely, redu- you know, an extremely linear environment that reduces possibility of movement or even interaction with other living things. Um, and there's many schools of thought on, you know, movement. Um, I'm actually going to be speaking at a um, conference or that that will be going on by the time this podcast comes out and I'll be hosting some of the guests that will be speaking on there. But I'm actually going to be presenting at the Embodiment Conference and talking about some of these concepts a little bit more in depth. Um, but... 
and and so sorry i'll put a link to the show note in the show notes for how you guys can get access to to free tickets for that conference but that's a side note um what i see happening in the world of movement is that uh, you know a lot of people have decontextualized movement from its original form so they practice it in a gym um and even then they practice movements that aren't contextual to anything um besides aesthetics or impression you know in trying to impress people or look good um and i'm not in any way shape or form saying that movement is bad because obviously if that's all that you can do is go to a gym and do bicep curls or handstands or whatever it is that you you know makes movement sustainable and enjoyable for you that's not a bad thing because that will cultivate health but it is extremely extremely kind of decontextualized movement and it's not a very integrated way of interacting with the world and i'm not saying that everyone can immediately go and jump you know into you know living a life where they're hunting and fishing and gathering and whatnot and movement is just a part of that but i am saying the more that we can move towards it that perhaps the healthier we will become uh, that's just speculation from all the research and and experiential learning that I've done over the past few years. But the more that we can contextualize movement, i.e. we don't train in a gym, um, we train out in nature so that we understand how we are meant to move in or how we can move in a specific environment and understand that different environments require different movements. And then the more that we can contextualize, not e- not even just that, but actually just adding in natural movement as a means to be able to provide food such as through fishing and hunting which then creates an experiential adventure which fuels our ability you know which fuels story and fuels connection to food and then increases our social um capital or our social kind of standing in terms of being able to tell a story and being able to give um the gift of food to other people that's where the beauty of natural movement comes in because then it's just a piece of the puzzle and then it's not you know then it's not all on one thing it's not just you know the natural movement compartmentalized or the hunting compartmentalized or the uh, social aspect of that you know telling stories and connecting with food and being able to give that and also having the fulfillment aspect um kind of seen to through the actual adventure and being able to go out and have a purpose and and do something meaningful those things aren't compartmentalized but they're rather brought into integration through the practice of hunting or through the practice of fishing um so that's kind of my thoughts on why those things are so important to reintegrate and really uh deepen our knowledge of i really loved how nick said you know one of the ways that we can get more connected with nature is to research it and to understand it a little better and i really really love that and it's something that not many people touch on not many people understand fully is that the more you you understand an ecosystem or an environment whether that's through experiential understanding or whether that is through going and reading a book or listening to a podcast or whatever the easier and more accessible it will be for you to connect with that environment and therefore the more you will connect with nature so you know playing a long a long game with our connection to nature as we want to in order to cultivate health and also cultivate health in the ecosystem in the environment and have the kind of adventures that can be brought about and the connections that can be brought about through practices such as hunting and fishing um doing doing yeah, doing those things is, I've, I've kind of lost my train of thought, but doing those things is is really kind of important. And researching um, is a really important aspect of that because the more that we understand, the more we can go out and do those things. 
Um, so I hope that's helpful and inspiring perhaps for you guys to kind of explore less compartmentalization and more adventure through practices such as hunting and fishing and maybe inspiring for those already in the rewilding and nature connection world who aren't yet into those kind of practices and I'm just getting started with them. Um, perhaps that's inspiring to you to perhaps look at the, you know, things like sit spotting and bird language and, and all the rest of it um, through that kind of context of this just fits into a bigger p puzzle and picture and I can actually connect with my environment on a deeper level if I start to take up the practices of hunting and fishing. Um, so I'm really keen to kind of further my journey with it all um, and I, I hope you guys are as well. I hope this podcast and, and the interview that I did with Nick was inspiring in some way, shape or form for you to kind of keep going or start on that journey. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all for today. So one more thing I did want to mention, I mentioned it briefly in the show, is that I will be presenting at the Embodiment Conference, which will be happening by the time this podcast is released. Um, and I'll also be hosting a few presenters on that conference. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes for you guys to get tickets if they're still available while the conference is running. I have to double check that. And also my new book, How to Thrive in the Modern World, is out. You probably heard that already. But if you haven't, then head down also in the show notes. I'll put a link down there and check it out. It's free. Uh, you can access it. All you have to do is hit the link and enter your email address in and I'll send it through to you via email. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode of Move Wild Podcast and I'll catch you on the next episode coming out on Tuesday.